Hello, folks, and welcome to FS Ride Along Season 5, Episode 3, and this one is going to be about future products that uh, we're waiting for and uh, kind of expand on that topic from last week's episode. So without any further ado, let's get started. Let's first talk about Airplane Heaven and Feel There. Uh, they have announced that they are making, announced back in March even, that they are making uh, em- another generation of the Embraer uh, jets, the... E-170, E-175, E-190, E-195. Um, and I've got to say, I am excited about this. This is great news. I have the previous generation of the Feel There M- uh, MD. Oh, God, where is my brain? Uh, the um, Embraer 170 and 190. Uh, they don't have the 175 or 195. Um, so, these are very old aircraft that uh, are functional, but there's a little bit of awkwardness to it. Um, and um, it'll be nice to have an updated version of those uh, airplanes in the simulator. Um Having said that, I have some trepidations about what I've seen so far. Um, and, you know, I'm just wondering how much fidelity will these models have system-wise. Um, you know, the systems on the previous generation are okay. Um, you know, I give them about uh, a B-, minus. Um you know, in that, um, there are some awkward things that don't reflect the real airplane, as far as I can tell, um, like capturing the localizer and the glide slope, but the process of doing that from LNAV, um, and the fact that VNAV works inconsistently, I'd say, um, and I feel like I'm I've got a decent knowledge of the airplane to be able to say that. Um, uh, because I've watched the Just Planes video on, uh, Winter Ops for, um, Air Canada. Um, and they feature the Embraer 195 and the 175, I do believe. Or maybe it's just the 195. But, in either case, um, the system should be similar. So... What happens in the old generation of aircraft, and I know I'm kind of going in no particular order here, is LNAV um, is uh, relatively functional. Um, There's no waypoint display on the map, meaning that you get a map of the route, um, but it doesn't label the waypoint. Um, is what I mean by that. So that's awkward and a little bit clunky. Um, there's also, like I said, LNAV and VNAV work. Well, LNAV works fine. VNAV works inconsistently, like I mentioned. Um, so the big issue for me, again with the old generation, is that when you want to capture the ILS, 
um, you have to go from nav mode um, to, or from one nav mode to another, like, just like you did in the old flight simulator, uh, default aircraft. And that's not how the real aircraft works. The real aircraft automatically switches from the functionality of LNAV to the functionality of the radio frequency based ILS system. Um, and what you have to do right now is you have to go to NAV2 and set your radio frequency and then copy that information into NAV1 um, just after you quickly switch from, um, the FMS-based navigation system to the radio-based navigation system. And it makes things weird, real awkward, and there's a high workload involved towards the latter portion of the flight, which is not what you want, um, because that's your highest workload time anyway. So, um... Basically, where I'm going with this is that the old aircraft is still fun to fly, still relatively functional, um, but I'm happy that we're getting a new aircraft from Airplane Heaven, but like I said, I have some trepidation about it. Um, I'd like to um, really see the systems worked on. I'm a systems guy. Um, that's what I want to see worked on. Um, so I want to see LNAV, I want to see VNAV, um, and I want uh, it to seamlessly switch to uh, from lateral navigation mode, the FMS-based navigation, to the radio frequency-based navigation. Um, so that's what I want there. Um, I also am not too concerned, I mean, I want a good exterior model, but as far as the interior of the airplane goes, I could care less. Um, that's my, um, uh, that's what I want from the airplane, and so far, what they've modeled is interior, or what they've showed and previewed is internal models only, um, with some external models, um, uh, but only fully previewing internal models of the airplane. Um, but I'd really like to see the progress on the system, so hopefully we'll see that soon. Um, switching on to uh, Dewitsky Designs once more. Um, they've announced just recently that their next city is going to be Tokyo. Um, I think there's another developer doing Tokyo. Um, I don't remember offhand who it is, uh, but I think there's another developer doing Tokyo. So, uh, the fact that there are two developers doing, um, the same airport, I think, um, is probably... Well, here's how I feel about it. Um, I'm not a capitalist. Um, that's a subject for my personal podcast, but, um, some competition is good in some circumstances. Competition in flight sim, uh, circumstances is slightly less than ideal. Um, take, for instance, the 
Ethos Dream Team developing Chicago and also Dewitsky Designs doing Chicago. Dewitsky Designs came out first, but it's not quite the fidelity, I think, that Ethos Dream Team is going to be. Um, but on the other hand, Ethos Dream Team uses the quality engine, and the quality engine... Uh, has problems, so there's a trade-off there, which do you use? Um, Ethos Dream Team at the moment hasn't released Chicago, uh, so we'll see where that's going. Um, but my point here is that if there are two developers making Tokyo, um, that's gonna cut into, uh, the profits of the two companies because they're competing. Um, that's also going to make life for the simmer more interesting than you would want it to be, uh, in a way, because you have to pick which one that you want. Um, and that can be a hard choice, um, depending on who releases what, when, and, um, all the details that are involved in that. Um, so... Like I said, it's going to be interesting with uh, Dewitsky Designs developing Tokyo, um, and I think somebody else working on Tokyo. I know Pacific Island Simulations is working on um, Seoul, um, and that'll be interesting. So again, more expansion in Asia, Northeast Asia, which is something I love to see because flying to Northeast Asia is fun. Um, and I apologize for the background noise, uh, the cat is playing with the litter box, and I can't stop her, so, uh, that's what's going on there. Um, the realities of owning a cat, but, um, yeah, um, the fact that there are two developers making airports, uh, in some cases is interesting, but, from what I've seen, of Dewiski Designs Tokyo, it'll, uh, hopefully be a little bit more detailed than Chicago and Seattle, uh, we'll see, um, but I am glad that Dewiski Designs is making Tokyo, I'm excited for that, so, together with Airplane Heaven, and feel they're making a version of the Embraer 170, 175, 190, and 195, uh, and hopefully working on systems as well as interior modeling, uh, and really working on systems, doing a good job of it, that sort of thing. Uh, we also have, um, other sceneries to look forward to, and there are other sceneries, um, that I want, um, trying to remember who develops it, and I can't remember offhand, um, but there is someone that... In the previous generation, the 32-bit generation did a version of, um, uh, Kuala Lumpur, and they made a version of Beijing. Now, I don't have the Beijing, uh, scenery yet, but I'm real excited to get it and see, um, how detailed it is. Um, as far as I understand, it's just one person developing the airport, which has to be a challenge. Um, but I think it's worthy, a worthy effort, and I really want to get the Beijing scenery. Um, so when I remember the developer for that, I will post a, another podcast episode and talk about that then. Um, but again, um, lots of exciting developments. I want to get Beijing. 
I'm trying to think of other airports I want. There are plenty. Uh, I'm just not thinking of them off the top of my head at the moment. So, um, another short episode, but I think that's gonna do it. Uh, so till next time, stay safe, stay sane, happy landings. Okay.